This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Dolphins fans, just like the Niners, with the excuses. Y'all got more excuses than your team had points on the board. Facts. Yes, the Eagles benefited from some calls and no calls from the refs. Yes, it happens. But y'all are blowing it way out of proportion. The two biggest calls were the hold on a uh, DeAndre Swift run. I think he got a first down on it. And the the huge one that now this is huge. You might have a point on this one. Uh, Bradbury got beat on like a deep out and he grabbed Wilson's face mask. And to be honest, Wilson flopped. Okay. So that's not pass interference, but it's a face mask and that's 15 yards automatic first down. You're in the red zone. You probably score. But all that goes out the window because on the very next play, you got a fluke tipped interception for a touchdown. So you can quit complaining about that. Also, the 10 penalties is zero. Six of your penalties were pre-snap penalties. That is not the refs working. That is a lack of discipline. I'm not trying to hear it. Long story short, you didn't handle your business. At the end of the day, when you got that pick six and was saying, ball, don't lie. It was 17-17. And it was 4-0-2 left in the third quarter. Plenty of time for you to take control of the game. Now, you still would have been crying about the refs because Jalen Phillips made a great play at the end of the half. And all y'all could do was cry about him being held. It obviously didn't matter. He made the sack. And he wasn't held. I mean, what is Lane Johnson supposed to do? See, y'all doing too much complaining. He is blocking regularly, and Jalen Phillips does a rip move under his arms. That's textbook not holding. That is not holding. He ripped through. That's not holding. What is Lane supposed to do? Just let him go? He he changed the orientation of Lane Johnson's arm. And he still got the sack. And he wanted to be extra and do the fly Eagles fly celebration. And, of course, their offense don't score any points after that. Of course. Now, we, we kind of did luck out because Tyreek Hill dropped the pass. But, once again, should have handled your business. You can't be dropping touchdowns. You can't be having holding penalties. Holding penalty was eh, but it was holding. You can't have holding penalties on a touchdown. But none of this matters because at the end of the day, it was 17-17, and you didn't take care of business. You couldn't stop the tush push. The Eagles were 4-for-4 on fourth down. The Eagles outgained you by 100. And and what else? And the main thing I said in the last episode was that if the Eagles win time of possession and keep the Dolphins' offense off the field, they're going to be fine. The opening drive was seven minutes. Now, we only got a field goal off of that. But still, 
we going on six, seven-minute drives, that makes your offense less effective. And the Eagles got a very key pick in the red zone when you um could have tied the game or made a seven-point game. I think, yeah, when you could have tied the game. Like, just, just stop, bro. Y'all got way too many excuses. And the last thing, the injuries. Okay, missing three linemen is big. I guess. They still weren't going to be able to stop our D-line. You're missing your two top corners. And Waddle was hurt. And Waddle got hurt early in the game. Excuses. Because Lane was banged up. And we're missing literally half of our secondary. And you didn't get to go against Kevin Byard. So you just, just stop. Just stop. Beat you. You're a good team. But you ain't better than the bird. Facts. Stop crying so damn much. If you feel strongly about it, feel that strongly about it. Win your playoff games. Get to the playoffs. Win your playoff games. And then we'll see you in the Super Bowl. And then you should have everyone by then. The excuses should be out the window. And you'll get the best-rated crew in the Super Bowl, the best-rated referee crew in the Super Bowl. So all excuses out the window. Ain't trying to hear it. Will not hear the excuses if we meet in the Super Bowl and you lose. Facts. Now, up next for the bird is the sitcom. But before... I get to the sitcom. I won't be at the game because I'm just going to watch it at a sports bar. I I say it's cheaper, but is it? I don't know. I I say it is, but it it saves me time too. So I'll most likely watch at a sports bar or I'll be at the crib. Um, But at the end of the day, the bird should win. But before I get to that, before I get to that, I'm just here to tell you right now, this uh quote-unquote tough part of our schedule ain't looking so tough. Beat Miami. A lot of y'all said we were going to lose, and we didn't. At Washington, that's obviously the weakest part of our schedule. But in the Ron Rivera era, we're 3-2 and two against... Those guys over no, we're three and three. Oh my god. Yeah. Um three and three against those guys in the Ron Rivera era. Is that that's right, right? Let me alright. We're four and three. Okay, cause okay, twenty twenty, they swept. Eagles swept in twenty twenty one. I was at the first game. 2022, we split. And then we just won October 1st. So, okay, 4-3. So, listen, it's going to be a tough game. As much as I make fun of the Commanders, this is going to be a tough game. It's just they have a certain confidence going against the Eagles. I don't know if it's the game plan. I don't know if it's a divisional opponent. 
and they're mad about losing last game, which they clearly should have won. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll see about that. Uh, got Dallas at home. That's gonna be tough. I hope we win, but that's gonna be tough. A bye then at Kansas City, arguably the best team in the league. Super Bowl rematch. That's gonna be okay. I give you that. That's gonna be tough. But even that, I'm like, I don't see how we don't have a chance to win there. Like I don't, I don't see how we can't win there. Detroit won there. They always struggle with the Chargers. They barely beat Minnesota. They barely beat the Jaguars. Like, I don't see why the Eagles can't go into Kansas City and win. It's, I mean, come on, man. Kansas City probably going to be favored by a slight margin, but I don't see why they can't go in there and win. It's not, it it, it baffles me. And it's Monday Night Football. It's going to be lit, I promise. The Bills. Got the Bills. Um, the Bills are such a wild card and so inconsistent. But at the end of the day, if you look at the two teams so far, we've been the better team. So I can't see. I said last show we was going to lose to them. Now we're not losing them. There's, there's no way. It might be a close game. But honestly, if we could just stop Stephon Diggs, they not running the ball on us. So after further review, I think we're going to win that game. Uh, <laughs> I'm more afraid of the sitcom than those guys. San Francisco, they, they've they fallen back. Like, y'all swore they was going to win the Super Bowl two weeks ago. Then they start getting hurt. They start losing. Now it's like, you see, they ain't all that. They lost to the Vikings. And Brock Purdy threw two picks. They can be beat. Now, I... There's a chance that the Eagles could lose this game. They have the talent to beat us, but they're not. I promise you. At Dallas, I haven't won at Dallas since 2017. So we lost that game. I, it is what it is. I know I've been predicting, but it's mostly out of faith that the Eagles would maybe lose in Philly, but then win in Dallas finally. Um. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Oh, Seattle, that's an underrated game because, you know, they're a decent team and they got a good young secondary. Still, we're a better team. But if we lost, I wouldn't be surprised. So, this, this, <laughs> that little tough, that's our tough stretch of the schedule. Like, and then it's Giants twice in Arizona. Like, if we don't beat Denver, I swear. But literally, the tough part of our schedule, like, we might drop a game or two, but seriously, none of those guys are all that tough. Like, so y'all getting carried away. Y'all just hating on the bird and Jalen Hurts. See, y'all was really getting real disrespectful about Jalen Hurts. And, you know, y'all not accepting that he's had some fluke interceptions. Now, the fumbles, I can't explain. Like, the, it's just a... It's just a Jalen Hurts experience. Sometimes he gets a little loose with the ball and fumbles. It happened at OU. We still winning games because Jalen Hurts is him. And he brought my team back from 28 to 3. I just got to remind you. But, yeah, not that tough. And I think we beat the commanders. No, not I think. I know we can. It's just going to be a close game, just like the first one. 
No, no messing around. We're not going overtime. Let's get rid of them in four quarters. Don't need to be going to overtime with this team. I know they're tough, but we can beat them. We're the better team at the end of the day. And we got our secondary somewhat healthy. We're still not getting back McPherson or Maddox, but we just added Kevin Byard from Tennessee. And, hey, that might be the answer to our um, C.D. Deuce problem. Like, he's not there anymore. C.D. Deuce was really good for us. But mind you, he didn't miss a good chunk of the season, but he was still really good for us. And he was creating turnovers and making key tackles. I feel like Kevin Byard can do the same thing. I mean, he's just as accomplished or more accomplished than C.D. Dukes. So I don't see why not. And Edmonds, they got rid of Edmonds. I don't know how he pulled that off. I don't know how Howie Roseman pulled that off. To trade Edmonds and a few late-round picks for Kevin Byard? Wow. I don't know how he pulled that off. But, hey, Howie Roseman is the man. And he's just been on one since 2020. He's one of the best GMs in the league. And I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Okay, real quick. Real quick on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. This is the only time I'm going to talk about it. Because, okay, I understand it from the NFL's point of view. You got probably the most popular pop star in the U.S. and one of the most popular pop stars in the world intermingled or intertwined with her brand because she's, quote-unquote, dating Travis Kelsey, one of your biggest stars. So it brings a new audience to your brand, and it's just easy money, easy marketing, is it as if you're not making enough money? Um, you add this, and it just brings more people into the fold. It brings a bigger audience, and it helps that the Chiefs haven't lost since she's been going to games. But I'm like, man, a, a part of me under understands, and a part of me is salty. So I'm like, I like Taylor Swift. Well, music is just, I mean. It's it's okay. I mean, it's not my genre. Like, she can sing. Her songs are not bad, but it's just not my genre. Like, I'm more of a rap guy. I'm more of a gospel. I'm more of a R&B, go-go. If it was any of that, I'd probably listen to her music all the time. But, I mean, there's only a few songs I'm like, oh, man, like, yeah, this is a banger. Other than that, I mean, it's just not my style, but a lot of people love her and she sells out shows and she shuts down streets and and stadiums, bro. Like she's, um, she's amazing in, you know, getting people to check her music out and come to her shows. It's, It's a spectacle. Even Stephen A. Smith said he likes her shows, but it's just. I just can't get into her music like that. But she is beautiful. She's beautiful. A lot of people will say she's mid, but she's beautiful. And I'm kind of salty because she's beautiful and she has a huge following. So I'm kind of salty that 
with Travis Kelsey, but it just is what it is, you know? I'm not on my grind. I ain't doing what I'm supposed to do, so I can't be in a relationship like that. But now that I think about it, maybe this ain't bad for the NFL, I guess. But, um, yeah. <laughs> this is funny, man. How I blink on this? Anyway, I understand it's good for the NFL. Uh, I just hope they don't go overboard with the coverage and the crowd shots. I mean, her just doing handshakes with Patrick Mahomes' wife and family and hanging out with Mama Kelsey. I was like, man, they showing everything. I don't know, they hyping it. They hyping it. Isn't social media enough? Oh, boy. Um... I don't know when it, where this is going to end up. I don't know if these guys are going to stay together. I don't know if the NFL is going to keep hyping Swift. But it's just, even Travis Kelsey know this getting out of hand. So, hopefully it slows down soon. And, you know, we get back to just football. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> y'all, y'all wildin'. <laughs> now, on to the Sooners. I was afraid of a letdown after beating Texas. And I was like, surely the coaches are in their head. And even some of the players have gathered together and during the bye week and was like, yeah, we beat Texas. We ain't done yet. We haven't won the title yet. And the preparation for UCF was going to be on point. And it probably was. But you got out there and you struggled. It was a close game. And I'm just like, bruh, you have got to be kidding. And I only got to watch the end of this. And UCF made some key mistakes. Like, I mean, I can't believe some of the third and longs they were getting. And even the fourth and long touchdown to cut the game. I'm like, what are we doing? This is supposed to be a lit defense this defense supposed to be improved and we giving up that what gave up 400 yards of total offense i know ucf offense pretty good but come on man you gotta be kidding to give that up late in the game is unbelievable fourth and 10 or was it fourth and 16 fourth and 10 you have got to be kidding me this baker kid killed us five receptions 134 yards and the score that brought them to two. And they going to run a halfback pass to... They're going to run a halfback pass for the two-point conversion. What? LOL. I just knew those guys messed up as soon as they did it. They messed up. And I think our touchdown, the go-ahead touchdown, two people were in the same gap. From UCF. I'm like, these guys making simple mistakes. I love it. Like, they were game. They almost had us. And yet, they just weren't good enough to beat the Sooners at Gaylord Family Memorial Stadium. Now, Kansas is a little bit better. They're a little more well-rounded. And we're going to their place. But I don't see how we can't beat them. Texas killed them. We beat Texas. But I know it's a matchup thing and we're playing there. I don't see how we can't beat Kansas. Seriously. 
they're going to be tough, but nothing I've seen from Kansas says we're going to be in trouble other than they're at home and they're a solid team. That's it. That's all they got. Other than that, you should beat them. Come on, man. At the end of the day, 7-0. and Or is it 8-0 and now? Yeah, 7-0. and 7-0. Already way better than last year when we were 6-6. Six and six. Or 6-7. Six and seven. Already 7-0. and And this could be the makings of a magical season. All you got to do is keep winning. I know Kansas looked tough on paper. I know at Oklahoma State can kind of be a trip up because they're always well prepared when we're when they're playing us. So that could be a trip up. Um maybe West Virginia. That's it, bro. I, I don't I don't fear any other team other than that. I'm serious. We got it. Wouldn't be surprised if we go undefeated. It's gonna be hard, judging by looking at the UCF game and even the SMU game. Like, we had some letdowns, but I I don't see how they can't go into the Big 12 championship undefeated. And Texas barely beat Houston. They have another slip-up like that. I mean, we could be talking about OU versus anybody but Texas in the freaking championship. It could be Oklahoma State. I would love that. What better way to go out of the Big 12 but then to beat Oklahoma fake twice potentially – and beating Texas. Like, that'd be great. Like, come on, man. 3-0 against our rivals, potentially. That'd be great. But, you know, Boomer Sooner doing pretty good. I uh, won't really get to watch this next game. I got kickball. But we got this. And this could be the makings of something special. I know I just ragged on the defense, but... It's still improved. They still make some really good plays. They still make big plays when they need to. And on offense, I mean, it's just Levy Ball is just magic at times. Like, it's just chunk play, chunk play, chunk play, touchdown in less than a minute. Like, it, it's, it's fun to watch. You know, it's a lot of yards and sometimes a lot of points. Sometimes. So, and Dylan Gabriel, he might not win a Heisman, but he's doing his thing. He's definitely doing better than last year. And the Jackson Arnold experiment, going to have to wait a year because Dylan Gabriel is on one, like Wayne and Drake. Just saying. So the NBA started, and I guess I'll begin with the Wizards because we got a problem. These guys can't stop a ham sandwich. Come on, man. They went undefeated in the preseason until the last game when they got boat raced by Toronto and Jordan Poole shot like 1 for 15 and like 0 for 7 from 3. I'm like, oh, boy. It was cause to worry because, you know, he had 41 at the Garden like two nights earlier. So I'm like, is this this what we're going to get from Jordan Poole? More inconsistency? And I was like, this is going to be a long season if that's the case. If we're going to be that inconsistent, um, it's going to be another 33-35 win season. 
which is frustrating because we're just going to end up with a mid-lottery pick and no playoffs. A joke. Don't want that to happen. But it looks like it's that this team ceiling unless they figure it out. Now, I was like, all right, let that slide. It's just practice. But then they come out opening day against the Pacers where they were the better team in the first quarter. It was a little bit even in the second quarter. Then they got ran off the floor in the third quarter, and then the Pacers just kept them at arm's distance. Actually, they just turned up in the fourth quarter, and they just absolutely ran them off the floor. And the Pacers won 143-120. They gave up 143 points and 23-pointers. Listen, they had 23-pointers to the Wizards' nine. Damn! Terrible. And the Pacers, yeah, they got a lot of good young players, plus they got Buddy Hill coming off the bench, who's one of the most accurate three-point shooters in the modern era. Now, of course, Buddy Hill went four for seven from three. I expect that. I've been watching this guy for like a decade now. So, of course, I expect that from him. Bruce Brown went six for eight. Of course, we couldn't stop Halliburton. I mean, their whole starting five had double digits. Like, they killed us. Couldn't stop. Bro, we couldn't stop a red octagon. Facts. I really hope I really hope these guys get it together. Cause this sucks. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe I could let them slide because it's the first game of the season. But man. And now I'm I was thinking, you know, we got the Grizzlies coming into town for the opener, but I'm like, they don't have John Morant. And the last time I was there, we killed them. But then again, I gotta remember that Desmond Bain didn't play. Jaron Jackson didn't play. Dylan Brooks was terrible that game. Um, John Morant didn't play. A bunch of their people didn't play the last time we played them when we killed them at home. I was there. This time, Desmond Bain just had 30. Jaron Jackson was, what, that defensive player of the year? Or he was first team all defense? Like, these two guys are no joke. And they got Marcus Smart. It's not going to be an easy game. It's not. Is it a winnable game? Yeah. But it's not going to be easy at all. These guys better figure out something. But Because if you're going to tank, tank. Trade away, trade away some of these guys. Let's get some draft picks. And let's tank. And bring up people from the go-go. And let's just ride it out like that. I mean, come on, man. Got to pick it up if we want to be a serious team. Now, it's good that Gallinari can give us 14-15 off the bench. I love that. Daniel Gafford at the, in the first half was looking like a skinny Dwight Howard. And I love that. That's what that's what I want. Denny Avia, um, we just extended him. I was like, Really? Like, I mean, he he's comes off the bench and he's all right, but I guess they believe in his potential and he, he's been pretty good. Now, out of all our first round picks lately, Troy Brown Jr. gone, Rui Hachimura gone, 
I don't see I don't see Johnny Davis. I didn't see Johnny Davis play last night. I think he's on the go go. I gotta go look. I don't I didn't see that he got cut or anything, but wow. Blau Kulabali got like 23, 25 minutes. I'm kind of surprised how many minutes he's been playing. I was like, I guess he's better than I thought. Of course, he didn't score that many points, but, you know, he had a few assists. He had some rebounds. Of course, he's a good defender with his long arms. So, I guess I'm cool with that. But, yeah, Danilo Gallinari coming off the bench and Tyus Jones being that other guard next to Jordan Poole. There's some potential there, but, man, they got to pick it up because this is bad. Kuzma and Poole can only do so much. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a long. It's going to be a long season if they don't start playing some defense. Now, Denver beat L.A. again. Jokic, another, what, triple-double or near-triple-double. Had like 70 fantasy points. I'm like, oh, of course. Didn't didn't skip a beat. Didn't miss a beat. LeBron, they said LeBron's going to play less than 30 minutes a game. I'm like, oh, if I knew that, I wouldn't have picked him in fantasy. But he's efficient, though. He had almost 50 fantasy points. I'm like, all right. I'm just going to have to deal with that. I mean, the Warriors lost to the Suns. And the Suns didn't even have Bradley Bill. That's not good for the Warriors. <laughs> like, Bradley Bill was hurt. Now Devin Booker's about to be hurt. Oh, boy. It's just going to be a cycling rotation of injuries of that team. But at the end of the day, I was going to say I'm going to go with Bucks and Suns for the finals. Like I did the last two years. But I think I might go... Mm, man, I was going to say Suns and Celtics. But, I mean, Denver versus Boston looks good. It does. It's either going to be Denver and Boston, Boston and Phoenix, or Phoenix and uh, the Bucks. Um, I'll get back to you on my official prediction. I have to rethink this because this is very interesting. And everyone other than the Warriors, the Lakers – the Suns and um, the Nuggets played yesterday. Um, Victor Wamiyana was he he was very underwhelming until the end, and that really stuck out to me because he was clutch. He really showed up when his team needed him. He didn't have the best game. He got in foul trouble, but he was clutch, and that was important. And that's what stuck out to me, and that's why I think he's gonna be okay in this league because. Even though things weren't going his way, he was still in it, and he still made an impact. I mean, Luca, Luca said the benediction. Like, unreal. Unreal. Like, this this guy, just don't bet against him. Ice trade a gang. Ice trade a gang. They lost. The Hawks lost, and Trey Young had a mediocre stat line. I mean, is Charlotte... Well, Charlotte's actually healthy. Charlotte, when healthy, isn't that bad of a team. They're still not all that, but they're not that bad of a team. So, you know, opening day, 
fully healthy Charlotte. I mean, that's not a horrible loss. So, uh, what else? What else did I notice yesterday? Boston beat New York. I, they only beat them by four. Wow. Um, the Bucks play. I said everyone else. The Bucks and Sixers open the season tonight. And I'm just like, I, I will say I can't wait to see that, but I don't know. Like, there's NFL on. There's Bucks and Bills. Is Baker Mayfield shaking bake? So I don't know. It's Stephon Diggs, my rival from high school. So I'm like, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna watch. Uh, we'll see. You know, I gotta get through kickball and get home and uh, see what happens with that. But man, so glad the NBA is back and they are not. You know, wasting any time getting into it. Um, James Harden. James Harden is coming back. Like, we all thought he was just going to hold out, gain weight, and try to get traded like he did in Houston. I think he's legit going to play once he reconditions. I think his best bet is to play well and make it easier for the Sixers to trade him. Um, Raise his trade demand. Like, I think that's the best thing for him to do at this point. So I think he realizes that, and he's going to go and play. Um, But, yeah, man, uh, love how it's going so far. Uh, pretty good start to the season. Uh, the, the young bloods are doing all right. They ain't going crazy yet, but they're, they're, doing, they're doing all right. Young bloods as far as, like, the new, new draft picks. So, yeah, man, hopefully the Wizards fix their defense. Hopefully there's more consistency on offense. You know, I don't want to scapegoat Wes Unsold Jr. yet. Let's just see what happens. But so far, looking shaky. Now, the MLB playoffs, I think I got my dream scenario. I said I would be most interested in a Diamondbacks Rangers World Series because it's fresh, it's new, it's something different, it's exciting, and I'm I'm all in now. Like, well, maybe not all in, but I do plan to watch these games because it's just it's just interesting. It's no Dodgers, it's no Braves, it's no Phillies, it's no one from the NL East, it's no NL East rod rivals, it's not the Astros, it's not the Rays. Thank God. It's two different teams. Two teams that haven't been in the World Series in over a decade. This is this is great. And it shows us a little bit of parody in the MLB. How could you not like that? I did not think the Diamondbacks were going to come back against the Phillies. I figured they'd top the series going back home. I figured they were good enough to do that. But I didn't think they'd make it past that. I thought the, the Phillies would win in six. Or even five, but the Diamondbacks killed it, man. Like, they went home one, two of three, and then they won two in Philly, and Philly fans are just, I don't know. Some of them can't be that devastated because the exact same thing happened to the Sixers, minus the being up 2-0 thing. But honestly, when I saw the Phillies in game two, I thought the Diamondbacks had no chance. I thought they were going to lose in four, maybe five. But they battled back. 
and they killed the Phillies in game six. And in game seven, Corbin Carroll went off and their bullpen held it down. That closer they got, is it Walden? I think that's his name. He went, he was very good. He was spectacular. And this is what the hostile, crazy Philly crowd, they greased the poles and everything, and the Phillies choked. I told y'all back when they played the Nationals, I was like, this team is good. They have all the power. They they got a lot of power in their lineup, and they could be dangerous come the postseason. But at the end of the day, they're not consistent, and their pitching is always a question mark. And their pitching was actually pretty good in this postseason, but the inconsistent bats, your top four guys, which, by the way, three of them used to be nationals, they went one for 28. Damn! Like, come on. That's inexcusable. Now, Philly fans are on to the bird. Because I promise you the bird won't let them down. Oh, they already did in the Super Bowl. But just just keep watching. The bird is work. And the NFL is in trouble. I'm telling you. You better respect the bird. Man. Those guys are getting older. I don't know the contract situation, but you you do get Reese Hoskins back. That that'll be that'll be nice. And Bryce Harper will be able to play in the field again. So, you know, maybe all isn't lost for these guys, but that was a big opportunity missed. They were red hot in the pro season, but so was the car so was I was gonna say the Cardinals, but the Diamondbacks. And the Rangers. <laughs> I I said the last show that I was like, this gonna be just like the Nationals in the World Series. I said this could be the Nationals in the World Series versus the Astros. Like, the Nationals won the first two games in Houston. Then Houston won the next three. I was devastated thinking the series was over. And then the Nationals won the last two in Houston. I was like, man, that'd be crazy if the series went like that. And the series went exactly like that. I kind of love it. Feel bad for Dusty Baker, though. He retired today. Today being Thursday, the 26th. I mean, he retired. Um, Oh, I just remembered I got to pay some bill. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, focus, focus. Anyway, yeah. Dusty Baker, like, it's a sad way to go out, especially when the Astros looked like they had it. It looked like the championship DNA was showing up. But you got to remember that the Astros and the Rangers went till the last day of the season with who was going to win the division. The Astros got it. It's just too bad that they weren't a good home team and it came back to bite them. I don't know what it is. I don't know why they couldn't stop Adolis Garcia who went like three for four and had two home runs. And also Scherzer, Scherzer did just enough. You know, he still got rocked like he always does, which I can't stand because I want to see Max do well. But, you know, he got rocked, but he held in there. He he held up, and he only pitched three innings. But it's good to see him pitching meaningful baseball, even though it's not for the Nats anymore. But I just had flashbacks. Scherzer, game seven in Houston? Oh, man, flashbacks. 
but also flashbacks replacing him in the mid innings and putting in the other starter. I mean, that was just just like 2019. But Rangers, Diamondbacks, I'm excited. Um, if I don't watch the game, I'll watch the highlights. Uh, I can't wait. Um, my gut tells me to go with the Rangers. Just because how they've been dominating outside of, well, well, the Diamondbacks, same thing. But I, I got the Rangers. I got the Rangers. I think Scherzer and Montgomery are going to be too much. I think that's going to be the difference. And... I like their bats a little bit more. Maybe because I just know a little bit more about them. But I'm going to go with the, the Rangers. But we'll see what happens. Um. Okay. Oh, yeah. Last thing. The Caps still might be Cap. The Caps are like two and three. And, you know, the last game was crazy. Because they were playing the Devils, right? Not supposed to win that game. I saw, I heard an expert on the radio, on I think it was Grant and Danny's show, came on and said the Caps is not a good matchup against the Devils. And then all of a sudden, we play the game, and they're up 3-0 in the first period. And I'm chilling. I was like, oh, yeah. At first, I misread the the tweet about the game by the Capitals. And I was like, oh, they getting blown out. Oh, my God. But then I saw they was up 3-0. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Bruh, in 10 minutes, they're down 4-3. Like, I don't even know. I talk about the Wizards not being able to stop a ham sandwich. A ham sandwich. Like, the Caps can't stop a snow cone. Like, it's just their defense is bad, too. And they just, they be getting boat raced. Got boat raced by Pittsburgh. Got boat raced by the Senators. Yet somehow, some way, they climbed to two and three. They beat the Devils after giving up four goals in the second period. That is just, I can't even comprehend that. How does that even happen? And in 10 minutes, in half a period, they didn't waste time. Thankfully, though, the Capitals pulled it together for the rest of that period. And in the third period, they scored two more goals to win the game. So, you know, I guess they're still respectable, but maybe they're just mid. If they're going to be just mid, it just looks like another first round exit with a new coach. And I'm just like, what am I going to do with that? For real. We'll see. We still got Ovi. I I dream of getting another cup before he retires. But this team is so mid. I don't know if it's going to happen. I just hope they stop being capped. And my dreams will be realized. All these teams we punished during the Ovi era, like New Jersey and Carolina, they're they're all good now. So it's going to be tough to beat them and then the Bruins the Bruins getting off to another fast start it's 6-0 and they're 6-0 and so I'm like oh boy here we go again but <laughs> it'd be funny if they start 6-0 and and choke again because I don't even want them to be successful I don't want the Bruins to even win at tic-tac-toe 
I don't even want the Bruins to win at Duck Duck Goose. Damn! On God, I wish them no success, but they're already off and running. But I hope they choke at the end of the day. But when it comes to the Caps, they're kind of cap. But I'm just hoping for the best. Now, I can't really think of anything else. I kind of went through my rundown and no hypothetical. I got to bring that back because the hypothetical game of the episode was vicious. You know, it's cool. But I haven't done it in a while. So I'll, I'll come up with one for next episode. But hey, GoatLevelTees.com for all things Goat Level. New Goat Level logo. New Goat Level alternate logo out. So, you know, go check that out and go rock the merch that will be coming out soon. Um, Yeah. Respect the bird, Boomer Sooner. And it's Mr. Van Pugh, man. You already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.